0: This episode is brought to you by our friends at DTI Gummies. I love this gummy. Uh, It's solventless, and it tastes like a fruit market in Thailand. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Smoke and Bridges. We're so happy to have Fig Farms here to kick things off. Uh, Fig Farms, of course, won the Emerald Cup last year. And founder Keith Healy is here to share what that adventure has been like from the legacy market until today, where they're a very popular adult use company up and down the state. So thank you guys for joining us. Here's our chat with Keith Healy. All right, Jimmy Devine, I am here with Keith Healy. Big Farms, indoor world champion, uh, inaugural indoor uh, champion, the Emerald Cup, which a lot of us would call the world champion, don't mind me. Uh, <laughs> some people take a little offense to that, but whatever. How are you, Keith? I'm doing great, man. Excited to be here with you. Oh, we're, we're thrilled to have you. Obviously, uh, been an action packed few years for you guys with uh, building out the spot bigger and bigger. And then now um, the, the gemstone, taking home that inaugural indoor flower contest at the emerald cup it was which was one of the biggest feathers to go around period in the game in a long time and so you must be you know you must be feeling pretty good
1: yeah man feeling good uh emerald cup was a big win it was you know needed while things were kind of changing post-covid the industry's changed a lot in the last nine months you know
0: yeah, for sure. And in the last few years, of course, you know, you're not just a wee guy. You were like a restaurant entrepreneur. You're a dad. And you're spinning in all these plates trying to grow the heat. And, you know, I can imagine it's been an action-packed few years since 2020.
1: Yeah, since 2017 is when things kind of really kind of hit go and got a little bit crazy.
0: Oh, for sure. When did, so how long, you know, you guys are, of course, a legacy grower. When did the first, like, official incarnation of fig
1: start? 2017 was the the real launch of Fig Farms. We did that Emerald Cup though, December of 2016. I didn't have, you know, I barely had a logo and uh, decided to do it the night before the event. And it was kind of insane. So that was really sort of the launch point. But you know, all the paperwork was signed 2017.
0: Sure. But as you like, Fig Farms existed as an entity in the medical world before that.
1: No, that's when we started. Yeah, I've been I've been doing it for you know since I was 16, growing since 2007 uh, 2007.
0: When did you win your first High Times Cup, then? My bad. 2017. Okay, touche. For some reason, I could have yeah. I was really in that. I still have the, I still have the Lemon pen, Penetration Jar at home. <laughs> uh, prime prime <laughs> position in the office, foresh- uh, foreshadowing
1: the future. That's a funny story there. Oh, let's hear it. Boom. Well, you know, it was chalice. We, you know, drove all night. We were up all night packaging, putting the things together. You know, first moment of the event, we we're still jarring and getting trapped and getting it ready for the event. And I, you know, somebody asked me, how much am I, am I pricing these ounces for? And I said, I think 2 uh, dollars And I go to the bathroom and I come back and they're like, those $75 ounces are flying. And I was like, what are you talking about, $75 ounces? <laughs> And then I, you know, I didn't even know this. Years later, we're hanging out, and you're talking about how the best value you ever got was that seventy-five dollar ounce. You got at a chalice, so it was a, it was a funny story. How that oh, whole yeah. thing so came was, full yeah, circle. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: The lady, now. my lady, picked it up, and she was <laughs> hyped. I was like, wow, you what? We had just spent. <laughs> We just spent like four, that weekend we probably spent four hours waiting for the Jungle Boys uh, to, buy, to buy Mimosa and Purple Punch, so...
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was like... I, that, I, was, that was an event though. Oh yeah, one of the was, best ones ever for sure. Yeah, Chalice was fun, you know, it was like we just won that High Times Cup, we were, we didn't decide to do um, Chalice until that very last moment.
0: And at that point, you're basically your whole...
1: St- you're pretty much getting bought out by BBG and Harborside, right? Yeah. Side, Harborside, MetaThrive, I always had a relationship with Medmen early on before um, it became what it is today. Um, but we, you know, Berkeley Patients Group, MetaThrive, Harborside. Oh, own HTP, R.I.P. HTP was also a solid one. That was a um, that store was a place to be at that time. You know, what were the first what were the first strains you dropped back in the day? I was bringing Gorilla Glue and XJ13 around, and I walked into Harborside and had a meeting there. And the guy said, "You know, you really should start thinking about." And this is Rick. Um, I'm I forget dude's name. Glasses. It, um, no, there was there was Tim with the long oh. hair, um, Travis who's now over at Velvet, and this was somebody else. I don't really remember his she name. Said- and uh, anyways, he he said. You, know, you should really start thinking about seeds you know anybody can bring me in a clone i I keep buying like flowers from clone i keep buying your flowers it's exceptional um but it'd be really crazy to see what you could do with seeds and so this is and you were a guy that just got tra- you know trays are easy you just get the tray yeah you know, i was well rinse and repeat i had this i had this relationship with blue sky sr 71 all the different names that that place in berkeley went through I had a relationship with a manager there, so I would I would get you know the top pick of the clones there, and they had this crazy clone list. I think they're usually selling about eight or twelve different types, but there was a secret list of like a hundred different strains. And so off of that secret list, I would get certain things, and that and they'd always give me these really healthy, huge you know blocks of six clones is the way they came, and you break these bigger blocks apart, and those would crush for me. And one day I was going in there, and um, the manager uh, that I worked with, he's like, Hey, you know, you should start thinking about keeping some clones. Things have been getting a little weird around here. And I think a week or two later, the feds, uh, raided that spot.
0: Um, what were you sitting on when they did? Cause that was like, when that happened, that was like purple kush was no more sweet. Purple Tooth kush. was no more.
1: Yeah. The, I, it was, I had an OG cut from them that I really liked. Um, I was doing a lot of OG and sour and it was getting boring. Gorilla glue XJ. That was, you know, more exciting, but it, Honestly, the reason why I I started doing the restaurant thing was because I needed a place to be creative and um, growing was getting kind of mundane, doing the same thing. And I hadn't really popped seeds at that point. And so then I made the decision that, you know, it was time to start getting seeds. And I I started falling into kind of the Bodhi seeds and all the different ones that he had going on, linked up with somebody in San Diego, bought a ton of seeds, um, did my first pheno hunt can what did about. that look like? It was crazy. You can read about that story in the High Times. Uh, we kind of talked in depth about it um, in that August edition, where we're talking about what happened. You know, my neighbors got busted. My landlord went in and cut all my all my plants down. That's where all my moms were. Um, I would I've always kept things really kind of small scale. I never pushed to the limits. You know, I'm a family guy. Um, you were low key till
0: the end. You know, you were pretty like even now you're a pretty low key yeah, guy. Like this. Yeah. Is,
1: yeah, I, you know, I like my small groups. I like my family. You know, I like my people. And, uh, yeah, I am a little low-key. Oh,
0: yeah, it's fine. We see Keith yeah. at the party, it's like, oh, we got Keith out. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a feather, yeah. That's a feather in the cap. We got Keith out.
1: <laughs> I'll always be at your events, though. I mean, I'll always uh, be supporting I you. you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you.
0: So, you know, you start, what did
1: the seeds open your eyes to the possibility of as you started diving in a little bit? Well, what was crazy was that, so we do this first pheno hunt. And me and my wife Chloe, these male plants are what were catching our eye. You know, the females were were fun, but these male plants were just like, dang, these things are strong. They're they're more masculine. You know, it's like, whoa. You know, what what are those? And so we had these males that we we just decided to take home and bring home and flower them out and continue and, and collect pollen. And thank God we did that because you know the spot everything got cut down, and so those male plants. um, we collected that pollen, and uh, we, you know, pollinated our other rooms that were in flower.
0: Is uh, that where the banana fig and all that came
1: from? That's where purple fig came from, and then pink fig. There was, like, the Uzbeki Becky split. There was all of these kind of older things that I, I, I was doing at that time. Um, What's the
0: oldest cut you're still running?
1: We still got the purple fig in the mix. Mm-hmm. We still got banana fig in the mix. The problem is is that my system has changed, technology has changed, plants react differently. Purple fig, THC isn't necessarily its strong suit, and in this market that means something, right? And so purple fig, it's kept in our kind of, our bank, we still pollinate things with it. I mean, we still pollinate it, and then we've got a ton of different purple fig males that we've collected pollen. There's, I think, 80 different males in the in the mom room right now. Um, it's pretty scary when you're playing with males in a production facility, um, but that's what we're up to. We're, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sitting here with a box full of the last uh, selection from our our Fino hunt with you know 22 different things. So
0: let's, let's talk. Let's talk about your pheno hunt process. Obviously, you're a busy guy. You got the kids. So you got you know mic is a big part of your apparatus and like helping you guys whittle down.
1: Yeah. The heaters. For sure. So you know when we pull 500 different strains down 500 different phenotypes um, I don't have the time necessarily to smoke through that whole thing plus smoke through uh, the the week's drops I smoke through every drop that's going out because so I got to make sure um, that it's fire yeah the consumer it lives up
0: to the family name
1: <laughs> 100% but the consumer it's all about the consumer right we're, we're hyper focused on making sure the consumer is stoked and so I got to go through that process and so mike and a couple other guys on the team we'll start with that 500 and they'll whittle it down to you know the ones that they want to present to me and then from there we pick what ones go on to the next cycle where they go into a production room but smaller um just a few plants and see how they produce on that situation and if they do good from there we we go to the next step um and so like this week's drop there's three new strains that uh I don't think you even have names at this point. Um, that'll, that'll, <laughs> I'll show you, and that's a whole another, you know, problem is trying to come up with a name. Um, it
0: doesn't offend people. Yeah. What's it like? You know, protect. You know, how do you protect your work uh, while you know giving credit where credits due is a very tricky question in cannabis.
1: Yeah, I just like to stay loyal to the genetics, and so something like Gelato Dog, it's got Star Dog and Gelato in it, right? It's like let's let's just keep it simple and keep it. Honest, right? Yeah. A lot of people are are just trying to be fake, and I think that's an issue with the industry. Um, we just try to be as loyal and honest and and loyal to our customer base. I think the last time I chatted with you about this, um, you said you guys keep about, you have about
0: eighteen things in full production. Is there something around that right now? I would think that it's a little bit larger than that
1: right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's intense keeping up with it. You know, it is for sure. How
0: yeah. things are, how things are uh, often at things entering and exiting that that pack of like the chosen few that you're going to put to shelves
1: often but you know we'll still sprinkle in those fan favorites um something like sunrise or um even doppelgangers kind of on that sprinkle in kind of basis where it's not there all the time but it, it pops in and out and uh yeah for me though it, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a hoarder when it comes to genetics and so um it's important for me to get feedback from the consumer, so that's kind of really where we're focused is trying to find a a way for people to get involved. So there's a you know a QR code on all the boxes, and we're working on creating kind of a, a system to get people more involved. And so that way, as we sprinkle in new things, we get feedback, and we can understand kind of what's a, what's hitting and what's not. Because you know there's times where there's strains that I don't like so much, but people fall in love with. What's one of those? OG to OGKB. Okay. Yeah. It's one of the ones that I would have pulled from production. Um, Did you like the the Cushman cookies? I love the Cushman cookies. I love it. Yeah. I think it's
0: one of the best things of the last, like, few years, and people sleep on it so hard, and it frustrates me.
1: Oh. Yeah, but I was just walking through the seed room and uh, saw Cushman cookies to Figment. Oh, I bet that's gas. Yeah, so we're up to something. Yeah, <laughs> we got something cool. So, to you know, come.
0: and then, like, the part of it, too, is, like, when you're doing... Uh, so, would do you guys have, like, a room dedicated to your pheno hunts, essentially? We do, Yeah. And so, you know, in the, I, I remember one time you guys mentioned, like, this next run, it's going to be all Keith's gear. So, like, yeah. how do you balance it out between finding that hype the other people are, like, known for in the moment and wanting to create value that way? And, you know, uh, busting out the seeds that you put all the effort in on.
1: I think it's it, it continues to be 50-50 because I have so many old seeds. And so I got to pop old seeds to, to hope, hopefully get through that mountain of seeds. Um, <laughs> so it's it's a balance. Yeah. Um, But you know, the ultimate goal here is just to bring things special to the world. And so when it comes to our popping our seeds, we're really trying to dive in and figure out what males are gonna create, things that are gonna really resonate with people. And so the male selection, I think is really where the focus is at, and that's just a much slower, longer process. Um, But that's where my focus is. I really wanna drop seeds that when you pop that pack, it, it just kind of blows your mind. And so... How go-
0: far out he went
1: from that? Um, I mean, I, I think that's been the project since, you know, 2017. That's really been kind of the goal. The ultimate goal, just getting yeah. the genetics in line but so I'm,
0: you can get them out to the
1: world. But I'm not going to do that prematurely and I'm going to do it right. And so we've just been taking our time with it. And the, you know, so when we just dropped Gelato recently, we did the Gelato 41. That's G-
0: some of the best the Gelato, G- Gelato 41 ever though. grown for
1: sure. Shout out to Sherbinstein. USO,
0: so the way I, it was worded to me is, you know, that was the first thing, just to clarify for everybody, that was the first thing you guys ever sold that you didn't hunt in house from Seat. Correct. And put in a fig jar. Yeah. Just because you got it was so fire – And I was, I basically cried and told Keith it would be criminal (laughs) to not sell it. (laughs) Because you're you're popular on the white, because you guys, I got to understand, Keith's a perfectionist. If the weed's not good enough, it doesn't go out, they'll sell it to somebody else. And there's a bunch of brands that have built themselves on fire that just wasn't good enough for Keith. Like it was heat, it was heat, but he just sold it on to the next guy. And then this guy's reputation goes up that much further.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you push just to put that gelato out. The gelato's, you know... It's incredible. Um, like I said, shout out to Shcherbinsky. He's created something beautiful there. and uh, But so now here's that next iteration where we're dropping gelato crossed a few different ways. And so we've, I think, dropped four or five different gelato crosses now. But that's the whole goal is for people to see what our gelato cut is, be able to buy that flower, be able to buy that cross, and then see you know where it's going. So that way when I do drop seeds, people have an idea of what they're looking for. How much is your breeding work dictated by the
0: taste of the market? Like, obviously you found a hyper pristine Fino of gelato to
1: work with, Yeah. but
0: how much was it targeted just because the game loves gelato so much?
1: I don't know how to answer that. You know, it's kind of, it's, it's a tough one, but we, you know, we sourced like, I think four different gelatos and flowered out those four gelatos to even pick which gelato we ran with. Because even though somebody calls it gelato, you just don't really know these days. Um, Man. But yeah, that gelato hit. And yeah,
0: my first that that was a crazy first impression for sure.
1: <laughs> I was just like, "What is yeah.
0: this?" That was probably the jar that blew my mind the most. Since like that first batch of like Cushman cookies, it was like
1: super gas. I think that, what's crazy is how the lemon cherry gelato is popping off right now because, you know, it's one of the most grown strains in California probably yeah. this year. Um, but for it to be still going so hard in the rec market. Well,
0: I think two was it was on the trap for a couple of years and protected well for a couple of years. Yeah. So, by, so it had a certain amount of protected mystique for like 24 months. And then when it hit the streets, it hit the streets hard and everyone wanted a piece.
1: Yeah, I think our cut really hits on that. But, you know, it's just uh, to me, it's interesting because I think people have a hard time selling it in that other market. Um, but in the rec market, it's uh, for us, it's it's one of our stronger strains right now. And so I think that's interesting, too. Maybe that there's that sort of branding behind it in the other market that's created kind of a mystique for the rec buyer that can't really hit that tap into that market.
0: And and, and as we're talking about different markets, you know, you're a company that's now entered into to multiple states. How much does the like do you know, do you just bring what's good in California or is there any flavor variation at all? Or is it just how you know just do doing what you know
1: is right, you know? Yeah. I think it's just staying true to kind of us and we put uh I think we've had we have 26 different cuts out there at this point um but ultimately it's just like anything else that's illinois for those illinois uh, haven't heard yeah and arizona Arizona. mike's in arizona right now doing qc out there and and you know (laughs) and working and building building out the brand you know it's it's hard work we don't have um you know we don't have the connections in arizona like we have in california we've I think you know in the last you just, just got the trophy shelf and who <laughs> wants a
0: piece, baby? <laughs>
1: but but I mean I think we hit like 300 stores in California in the last uh, you know just a couple months, um, and so we have those relationships in California, Arizona, Illinois. It's just a different story, um, but yeah, it's been it's been fun seeing this whole experience kind of become what it is today. That's for sure. Is it weird to like be riding
0: your you know ever growing snowball? as like there's this kind of like wasteland of the game around you be it literally in Oakland uh, with how many people have had to skip town because of the situation and just you know just the game wider game in general the marketplace taken like if it wasn't the violence and the robberies it was the market and you know you guys have been able to pull you know you guys been you're doing it in one of the roughest places you can do it and you're still you know you're beating this market. how thankful are you for that?
1: I'm very thankful, man. It's it's all passion. It's a team of passionate people. It's, uh, you know, when my phone dings in the middle of the night at 2 in the morning that an HVAC is having an issue, it's jumping in the car, it's calling the HVAC guys that are willing to show up because we pay our bills and we treat people correctly. And, you know, it's good business, um, good business from uh, start to finish since the very beginning. And, and that's what's got us here. Um, there's been nothing funny about the way that we conduct ourselves.
0: What tell us a little bit about the lessons of scaling up over the years? Like you know, you guys you know built up phase by phase to this place where you're at now in three hundred stores, and obviously there's a bit of a learning curve to it. And then I know you've you've upgraded your infrastructure a ton over the years. I remember the first time I saw like your your HVAC setup. <laughs> Look at this line, Jimmy. You gotta, we just don't want it to move too much. <laughs>
1: It's it's still that way, you know, it's still it's still a work in progress. We're just uh we're trying to do better tomorrow than we're we're doing today, and that's kinda just been the ultimate goal this whole time. Um but yeah, jumping into uh a facility from what I was doing in two thousand seventeen, it was tricky. Um
0: How many lights did you just go up and like in that first jump?
1: I had some garage gross. Yeah, so you went and, from like eight to like a yeah. hundred or something. Yeah, it was, uh, there were like 20 lighters, but yeah, uh, that was tricky. Heath had a ball in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was tricky. It was tricky. You know, I, I'm very, I'm very grateful for my landlord that trusted me and put me, you know, in that place to be able to do it. Um, but that, you know, $50,000 grant, it comes every month and, uh, it's not, it was not easy. Um, there were times where I didn't know how I was gonna get out of the hole that I dug. Um, but yeah, just a uh, good business and- Good weed. Good weed, and ultimately a distributor um, came and bought the crop at day 14 or something that, at that point, if that didn't happen, I don't know um, how things would have went, you know, um, but yeah. I slept on a cot when we had harvest, when we didn't have security, um, watching cameras in Oakland, uh, doing whatever it took to get us kind of to that next phase. Because I knew if somebody took that cot from me at that point, there wouldn't be fig farms right now. Um, so, you know, Amen. I've done whatever it takes, um, at whenever, you know. Amen.
0: Amen. Uh, so, you know, but thankfully, you know, you, you now are, have passed this point of no return, obviously, that even... A worst case scenario. There's no way any would let let what
1: fig farms as an entity like fall off. You know what I'm saying? So we're back to that place where there's comfort, right? Now yeah. we now we get to do pheno hunts. Now we get to focus on the male selections. Now we get to bring cool, exciting things to the market. We get to do what we want to do. It's it's been fun. It's it's been challenging. Everything about this game is uh is hard. Um you know, there's so many employees now that we have to keep track of. How to big to is your keep squad happy. these days? Uh, there's around 50 people right now oh. um, in Oakland. Um, we just hired a marketing person, a, a creative director. Um, you know, starting to kind of do the things that are are fun. Yeah, that what's that, that like you know do.
0: for so long the you know the your packaging. And the quality of the weed were essentially all you did for branding. Yeah. You know, maybe you'd get a David Downs or a Chris Roberts writing about you in your, you know, Figs Fire, but you guys get pretty low key in that regard. And, but, you know, post Emerald Cup win, you tried to, like, I think, you know, organize your thoughts around. I don't want to say, you know, throw, 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 you know, just throw it out there, but, you, you know, you guys have just been a little bit more organized with it as you've gone state to state and just like, yeah. people know what's up, you know?
1: Yeah, we have to. Um, it's. It's challenging to uh, tell the story and also grow the weed. And so I need to bring somebody in to help me tell the story. Um, and ultimately, though, uh, what's the saying? Good weed goes fast. Yeah. So we just got I don't meet
0: a lot of people talking. <laughs> about, I don't meet a lot of people
1: with fire talking about how bad the market is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, they're like, man, it would be nice. I hear it would be nice, but I don't hear about how bad the market is.
1: <laughs> yeah. The plant provides when you give it the love that it needs. And so we just try to keep giving it that love. And, you know, the marketing side's fun. Obviously, I just want to be in the garden. You know, that's where I want to be. It's what was, where I'm going yeah,
0: uh, you know, obviously, what was the thought process? Because you guys didn't even enter a contest for like five years, right? Between. That first win and...
1: That perfectionist thing that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. yeah.
0: So you literally... What was the thing that said in your head, like, the Emerald Cup
1: is the time. Now is the time. Uh, It was the harvest. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the flower and was like, holy shit. And we got to get this into Emerald Cup. And I think that same thing kind of happened with Banana Fig back in 2017. Um, Annika, one of our trimmers, she hit me up and she's like, wow, this Banana Fig. You know, holy shit, um, and yeah, we entered that. Back then, you know, to me that was the ultimate win in 2017 because I show up to Berkeley. I think it was at Steep Hill Labs. There was a line around the block. It was uh, people trying to get their uh, people
0: trying to get their entries
1: in. Yeah, it was my daughter's birthday, and so I was kind of bummed because you know I had to go drop this off and didn't get home till till pretty late. Um, but yeah, did what I had to do. Waited in line forever. I was think it was the last entry of the night. I pulled out the banana fig, and the guys, oh my god, this is the winner. That's what he said. I think it was Harry. You know Harry. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, um, that was that was pretty wild. Dropping that off, and at that time, you go to a High Times event. There were so many booths because everybody that had a little grow had a brand, and so the competition was huge you know things have changed i mean how many how many brands are in it today not
0: 25 26
1: yeah nothing nothing like what it was per
0: like category like i did uh, the most recent one i did was like sativas or, or hybrids and i think there was like 17 or like 20 entries and that
1: yeah but that you know that win changed kind of my perception of what to do next and so i think had that not happened i don't know that i would have pursued um and pushed as hard as we're pushing today.
0: But how did you end up in Oakland?
1: So literally, you're originally, you're originally North Bay guy. Yeah, Sonoma County. Yep. There, those buildings that were going to be able to be licensed in Sonoma County were getting scooped up, and uh, I was negotiating on a spot in uh, um, Sacramento and a spot in Oakland, and um, ultimately, Oakland's kind of more on my path of travel. Sacramento's a little bit uh, not in my, you know, not in my normal routine. And so Oakland just made more sense. Oakland was a little less stressful in 2017 than it is now. Um, But anyways, I won that cup. The next morning, the landlord offered me the spot. Wow. Did he know you won the cup or was it just fate? He knew. Oh, (laughs) Yep. And that was, you know, it was was special and it was... uh, I didn't know how I was going to pull it off. It, it was crazy. Um, we uh, we were growing in the offices at first while we were building out our first two flower rooms, and you know then we we fire up the rooms and the ACs were weren't working. There was uh, it's a, a water chilled AC system and the water was bursting the pipes and shooting all over the place. I had plants just sitting in an open warehouse under metal halides. It, it was it was wild. It was wild times. As you
0: scaled up, did it get to the point where it was like uh, the learning curve was already there? Like you could just scale up beyond that point at at leisure or was it always like a a fight to like do it perfect?
1: I don't know, man. All I remember is that first crop in the big rooms (laughs) and it was so fucking beautiful and everything hit and it was just like a magical moment of, you know, and it was a different style of growing than I had been growing before the whole thing and it was just that waking up first thing in the morning, going straight to work and being there until, you know, midnight, two in the morning, just, just working nonstop. Um, there was, uh, one employee, Mike, and it was me and Mike. And, <laughs> and Mike
0: saw him You guys go way back. Right? Yeah.
1: All the way back to freshman year in college. Um, but yeah, we, um, we did whatever it took and, and I don't know there's something there's something like about an entrepreneur that will put his back to the wall to the point where there is no second choice this is this is all or nothing and and you know my wife Chloe back in that kind of that push and it's just it's there's a state that you're in at that point where nothing else matters and you're just going as hard as you possibly can and uh and that you know uh thankfully having a family that supported that and allowed me to be there and doing that.
0: One thing you noted is uh, your cultivation style changed as you got into those bigger rooms for the first time. How how did uh, your cultivation style evolve over the years? From when you know you were just bringing it to dispensaries to yeah. When going I first big?
1: when I first did my first grow, my my very first grow was was six lights and it was uh, just ebb and flow tables and uh, I just built on that and kept doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but doing that on a commercial scale, it's just way too much water. Just wait, it's just logistically it wouldn't have worked and so uh i i set up a dripper system you know i didn't used to use co2 i used to do these passive rooms with just huge fans kind of moving air around i i also did a lot of outdoor i liked outdoor stuff and so you know when i originally came up with the idea of fig farms and that whole that whole time it was i didn't know if it was gonna if it was gonna be a full indoor thing or if there was gonna be a greenhouse element or or where we were really gonna go with it could you still like now as you see
0: as you're scaling up as an entity? Could you see yourself putting cuts into mixed light
1: facilities just to do them at super scale to pump them to mad states? No, the only thing I would do there is to do extracts, okay. um, you fresh know. frozen. Yep, it's it's hard for me to to make that make sense on an indoor facility. Um, for but, sure, but it's the, fire though when you do. Yeah, <laughs> the world the world needs some fig farms extracts, and so that's it's definitely in my in my mind, but. I want to be in control as much as I are can. Are you be. A, are you a hashed guy or? I'm a flower guy. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I I've got some some nice glass though. I got some nice. Ooh, rent. what do we uh, got?
0: Well, let's hear the gear. Throw it out. Let's, uh, throw, I, let's I get some name drops, huh?
1: It's mainly Ryan Fit stuff. Oh, sick! Yeah, yeah. yeah he kills it. Um,
0: but yeah, I still have my Fit re- the original Fit recycler from like the original peak, like on nice. my new one. Yeah, I think, yeah, thing's a hitter.
1: But yeah, I like it extracts. But you know, when I have to QC this much flower, uh, flower is where I'm at, and you're
0: QCing in joints all the time.
1: Yeah, mainly in joints. I I got, you know, like the old school kind of Jerome Baker style glass too. Yeah, you can do yeah. yeah, art glass. Yeah, art Art Baker made me some uh, some heady stuff. Yeah, well, he made me like some um, like Fig Farms kind of tubes. They they they've got like a a dope little implosion marble that says Fig on it and things like that. You know. Yeah,
0: that's what's up. That's yeah. what's up. What um you know, at what point did it seem like the game was changing for the worse but it was going to be okay for you
1: uh
0: like this year you're talking about yeah i'd say even though well, that's that's actually the heart of the question when it felt yeah. like that in your head like you know man this is a route these are rough waters i'm glad i'm me
1: uh well i don't think i was glad i was mean no just
0: like you knew you could tread like yeah. you could stay
1: on the boat totally december was december last year was really hard december 2021 i I saw things slowing down. I saw stuff sitting on shelves longer. We had to we had to start strategizing what we were bringing to market. Um, we weren't aware of what inventory was sitting, um, and we we had to do some liquidation, you know, and we had to do a lot of brand support and to be where we're at today from that stage. It it took a lot of work. Um, there was there were some light months where sales were just a little bit lighter because we were doing a lot of promos and not even necessarily promos, but jar replacements. I'm, I'm so focused on consumer experience. If somebody hits me up and they're like, Hey, this jar didn't hit. Okay. Where'd you get it from? Let me, let me, let me get you a replacement. You know, that that's where I'm at is I want everybody to be happy and I want everybody to to, to be stoked with their purchase. It's flowers expensive. Um, and with all the taxes. So we also brought our price point to a place where, I feel like is right, so so consumers get get out the door for for a decent ticket, you know. Um, yeah, and I, I think just making those changes strategically, growing things in on smaller smaller amounts. Like for example, this week we dropped eight strains, three strains the world hasn't even seen before.
0: Amen. Um, yeah. Amen. Uh, and we're gonna get into all those cuts in a second for sure. But uh, one question I wanted to make sure too. Uh, ask was you know you are under a totally different microscope post uh, May than you had been previously. Does it ever feel like the since you've had so you know you put so much pressure on yourself in the first place? Does it ever feel like the pressure of the microscope of being like the first emerald Cup champion, you know every every you know, do everyone's out there, but every time they can buy, you know, any competitors grabbing your jar to compare their weed to your weed, <laughs> you know, in that point, like this, if that's the proverbial mountaintop, four yeah. four out of the top twenty spaces, you know, in in the cup, like, you know, how how what's that like, like, because that must be so different than you know, as the low key guy that's just chilling and you know, growing weed, hanging out with his family to go from, you know, that everyone knows grows fire, but like then it's like, the things change a bit, you know what I mean? What's that
1: been like? Thanks, Jimmy. I didn't realize all this pressure I was under. Oh yeah, for sure. You, <laughs> sure. Yeah, you get your blinders on or something, man.
0: Just in the sense, like you know, why was it? because you know, you know, in any like in anything in life, yeah.
1: you got the why not me's. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure, it's always it's always difficult whenever there's a spotlight put on you. There's uh, there's negative people that will come around, but hopefully people just can feel our passion and be motivated by what we're doing. And um, you know, I just recently saw some jars that motivated me. You know, made me want to do better. And I hope that if somebody oh, yeah. if somebody pops a jar of mine they see they see where, where, Whose where jars we're Who's charge those, by the way?
0: Yeah. <laughs> you gotta find Well not, wait, you can tell me later.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not naming no names. But but y- y- you get what I'm saying though. It's like if you open a jar and you, you see that passion, my just even my trim team, you know, just how much every single person cares top to bottom. There's there's just so many people in my career that really care. Um, and uh I hope that people feel that passion. I hope people recognize that when they pop a jar. Of course, it's, it's hard to be under a microscope and it's hard to have people, you know, everybody has something to say. And, you know, oftentimes, it, good or bad, you know, it's just, you just got to hear people out. Amen. Yep. Amen.
0: What, uh, let's dive into these jars. What did you bring with you?
1: Well, you know, Bodie's been getting a lot of press lately, right? And yeah. So Bodie and Cookie's and doing that. thing. And these
0: are also, essentially, now let's run down. So you pop all these seeds. You whittle the, the gang. A few guys help you whittle down the room. Yeah. You take home these. This, this is basically, by the time it gets to you, it's like the sweet 16.
1: Yeah. These are, you know, we're day 40 in our next round. So we're, these are, these are actually now in rotation at this point. Okay. Um, so will so, you and
0: will you wait on like so when you guys do a phenol hunt like this? Will you sit on the, uh, some of the jars a little bit for just to see how long it lasts and how the how the shelf st- like shelf stability and stuff like that? What does that whole process look like?
1: I take home a jar of everything that we're producing, whether it's you know the phenol hunt selections or it's flower to BQ seed, and I keep it for a few months. One because I want to smoke it. Two because You know if somebody has an experience that they're not pumped on i can go back to that strain and pop one of the jars and see if something did kind of miss and i can go back to my notes from that whole entire cycle and see how we cured it if there was any kind of changes in in protocol because you know we're always changing things and trying to improvise like right now i'd say that you know the way that i'm growing is a little bit different than i was growing last year this year i'm not growing as tall of plants i'm not growing um for as much mass because you know the market wants a certain type of bud right now and so you know things are always kind of evolving and you know right now uh i don't know what i'm popping right now though is hell's angels og to sunshine daydream um from Bodie. so some gas pass that one your way thank you sir um but yeah so i got six cents to figment in in this box
0: this smells this smells really nice
1: yeah blue face to purple fig
0: What's your favorite of the new flavors? I know it's like, you know, favorite kid stuff and you're not supposed to, but like there must be a couple, you know, when you, when you deal in this many, there must be a couple that like jump out for you.
1: So the purple guava, which is, uh, I think it's a purple fig of two. I'm starting to, there's so many things going on. I'm starting to, to lose track. Um, but that purple guava is something we used to grow a lot of in, uh, 2018, 2019, one of the, actually the only clones that we've ever released to the public. Um, cross to Skittles, lavender, lemonade. Uh, so this is one of those favorites right there. Oof. Tip of peak.
0: Oh, wow. That has such a, like, f- it's, it's
1: such a fruity, like, tropical appeal. I love it. It's, oh. I've got, you know, crazy things in here. Like, I've got, I had a grapefruit crazy. cross that I made back in, uh, uh, must have been 2015-ish, Across uh, to six cents. Um, I'm trying to find, let's see. So this one, tell me if that takes you right back to that that old Sebastopol Sour Diesel. Right, there
0: we go. Oh, wow. That's a...
1: Oh, I had to give a little squeeze just to get that out, but it's so, it's... Sour D. Yeah. I had a dream about Sour D last night. I mean, that's how entrenched I am in the cannabis world that I'm... My dreams are even about the diesel packs. Yeah, how many fake sour diesels have you seen over the years? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I always had good sources for stuff, you know. The sour <laughs> D that, and I, and I, and I'm not really looking outside of what I'm doing, you know. Were so, you so like,
0: how did you? Are you like a deadhead kid? How did you get into all this in the first place? What did? What?
1: Um, let's see, 2000, no, two, year 2000. I was 16. Just, I got a really, you know, great family. Money wasn't really on our side, and. uh, um, you know I wanted to I wanted to make some money yeah. so 16 I was delivering pizza and delivering sacks, and uh, did that and was you know driving an hour out of town bringing, bringing fire in and um, to the small little community that I lived in and uh, did that until you know had kind of a, a crazy robbery uh, had somebody put a gun to my head and was like fuck maybe I should go to college right you know yeah. maybe this isn't the right path and went to school and uh uh yeah kind of fell back into the old ways pretty quickly and that's where i met mike and things just progressed did mike
0: have a similar skill set when you met
1: (laughs) yeah he came up to me saying like i heard you got the good stuff and so i friended him a couple ounces within like a few minutes of meeting each other that's kind of how that whole thing started where did you guys go to school uh, Sonoma State. Oh yeah. Okay. So you were a local boy with yeah. local
0: connections, and all the kids coming into town to go to school in Wine Country.
1: Yeah, you were I went their guy. Yeah, yeah. I went there to play uh, tennis on the team, and I broke my hand during tryouts, and so then I had kind of more time on my hands. and That's kind of how I fell back into the flowers. Wow. Yep.
0: So if not for a uh, not for a stray sneaker shoelace or something, <laughs> you taking a dive, like who knows where we'd be. <laughs>
1: No, it was, it, and, but the thing though is I had uh, guys on the team who were from Lake County who had their things going, so it was it was going to happen one way or another. Yeah.
0: Man, so you know you do the, so you you put your four
1: years in. When do you put up lights? Uh, right when I graduated. Yeah. Um, wow. And that was just mainly just to get a better source. You know, it was just mainly trying to. Uh, Constant know. supply of the heat. Like, yeah. I can't It's way cheaper to do it myself. It was just, it was different back then. You know, there were, there were real droughts. There were real droughts where you couldn't find flour and you had to, you had to, you had to make treks. And I remember going all the way up to Arcata looking for the flower, uh, you know, there, it was just a different time. Oh man. So like when you first, uh, how long did it take you to get dialed in? That first grow I hit. So I had six, six hundredths with these self-reflecting gavitas, kind of a weird, Weird style cool. and uh, ebb and flow tables with those little four by eight trays, and I got I think uh, eleven pounds. It <laughs> was just like, hey, hey, we could do this, you know?
0: This is po- yeah. this is possible. <laughs> yeah.
1: And even the people that what ta- was the cut? Uh, you know, the, I think that it was Hindu skunk. Oh yeah, you go AK forty seven, and then I started finding like, and they were going for like thirty eight hundred dollars. I was more than that forty eight. Oh, I was like forty eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a different time, you know? Grabbing a condo, Chloe. <laughs> I was already... Yeah, She, I met her in 2009, so it was, I had a couple of years of growing at that point. Oh, that's how i upset. So hey, you want to see my weed? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Worked out. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: but uh, seriously, like, even the people that taught me, they were kind of blown away with what I was yielding. And so you know, just kind of naturally progressed from there. A lot of things that I did back then were just re- really helping other people that were struggling too. I'd come into grows that were falling apart and I'd, I'd fix them and make them work. And, um, yeah, I what was the
0: shabbiest room you ever went into
1: <laughs> the one that the landlord chopped down. There was literally like, I think six inches of trash throughout that whole entire warehouse. Uh, somebody, the grower that was there was living in the warehouse. It was, it was disgusting. We went in there with like snow plow shovels and just, you know, took everything out of there. That that was by far the 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 weirdest and worst situation that I ever had. Um, and so I was great. I, it, was it was like
0: it was like hoarders, Oakland grow.
1: Yeah, it was it was great when that thing ended because I didn't know how I was gonna ever get away from the landlord in that situation there. So that was like that was a blessing when when even though I lost all my mom's. It's what pushed what me. Mom, if, into you could, if
0: you could get one mom back from that facility, what just would, that old school
1: OG reminds yeah. me of you know what elephant growth. Um,
0: have you guys ever played around with the TK or anything?
1: I have. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't for you. It. You know. I think that just thinks. I'm like, I'm
0: a guy. Like I think of like the people I'd like to see grow like certain strains. I'm like, man, I'd love to smoke some big TK. <laughs> Honestly, I
1: don't, I, don't think I've, I don't think I've had the real cut. Okay. You know, but. uh the OGs that I have come across they just don't react like they used to react back in the day and
0: you know do you think I, I that know, they're uh, commercialized a bit like it feels like the OGs back in the day grew a little hotter grew a little it felt a little mustier when you, <laughs> it felt a little mustier when you walked into a room a good OG you know what I yeah. mean like the, the fall like the air hit you.
1: I don't know you know uh, like my phone hits me up now anytime anything is wrong right and so anytime anything goes out of whack at all back in the day that wasn't happening you weren't living in your grow room you weren't staring at things all the time there were you know things just were different and so it's just grow styles are are so much more modernized and i just don't think og grows as well now as when I just would ignore it for a week, you know, just I don't know,
0: <laughs> too much. People, <laughs> people care too much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know, yeah. Every cut of OG that I've seen has never been kind the of like OG, yeah.
0: can, OG canceled itself, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Things change, you know, I don't know. But that original OG cut that I used to have, that would be do you one think, yeah? Ga- well,
0: one thing that hasn't changed, though, was Ga- like, even though it's like the, we're in the dessert era and you know, you've had your fun in it. Uh, gas maintains. Yeah. Like no, you know, gas and lemons. Yep. Like people will always want to smoke those too, no matter what the like the thing of the moment is. If it's runs, if it's skittles, or it's gelato, it doesn't matter. As there's some, as long as there's some gas and some lemons going around, you're good.
1: Yeah. You know, we, me and you have talked about this before. I don't smoke a lot of what other people are doing because I'm so focused and on what I'm doing. And since people are. Resonating with what I What was I'm the doing? last thing you smoked that somebody else grew that you were like, damn? I couldn't even tell you.
0: <laughs> I love the intensity in your eye. I wish I could have, uh, I wish you guys could have seen the eyes. Like the reaction time was one thing, but the eyes were no, so serious. S- no, seriously, though.
1: <laughs> There's, I mean, look at, look, I got, we got 30 jars out here right now. No, I'm I mean, like, you know, but so that's what I'm saying, though, is I hadn't even smoked gelato hey, before. Pass I, yeah, yeah. I had not even smoked we'll gelato. I tell you a tale. <laughs> Yeah, I do not even smoked gelato before I started growing it, so... Um. You've
0: never, you, oh my gosh, so you'd never smoked, like, so at that point when you started growing it, gelato had already won strain of the year two times. It was essentially the biggest, like, if you can, if you say that the cookies was like 09, and you count gelato as like the biggest strain of the decade, because it was always way more commercially blown up than Skittles, um... That's why like, wow, that's really funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I don't even know if, like, you know, that's just that's just honesty. People might think I'm absolutely fucking crazy for for not smoking gelato, but that's oh, just Oh my
0: god. So right now I'm opening a jar works. of GMO Sherbet and it smells like it's it smells like popcorn with like this like candy thing on top. And it's awesome. It smells like popcorn with like, oh god, those tropical licorice on it. It is crazy.
1: Man. So I that, one, one. that one dropped this week for the first time. Oh, the F two. Let's see.
0: Is that actually an F2 or is that just an ID? That's the the room number. Okay. Yeah. Touche.
1: Um, That's why we ask. <laughs> classic dark karma. Oh here we go. This
0: is this is a cool one. Oh man. It smells like like pissing like nail polish removal. <laughs> God, <laughs> that's fantastic! Uh, <laughs> I don't you know? It Smells like urine and nail polish remover. There we go. I gotta say, I gotta <laughs> clean it up.
1: This week's oh. batch, though, blue face. This Blueface. one, all this right. one's special. Here
0: we go. Second place, right? Uh, I think
1: it's
0: third. Yeah, animal was first, right? Animal was first. As I said, as noted, I was always an animal face guy. There were all these people that tried to tell me the blue face was better. Who got the last laugh? Ha! <laughs> Yeah, this is a good batch though. So. Did you guys so is uh, do you guys did you ever mess with the blue power in any of your stuff? No. I should though. Yeah, you should. It's popular. Yeah, yeah Vegas they don't they don't play yet, so yeah. A lot of people have a lot of faith in Sin City, you know,
1: so. it, You know, yeah, there's there's a limit to, you know, how much we can do and Yeah, for sure. with how much pollen we're throwing. I think How many people are have been trying so. to like
0: coll- hey Keith, like since you won the cup, how many people hitting you up like hey Keith, let's collab?
1: Uh, I do a good job of not responding to emails, you know?
0: <laughs> Because I
1: don't even know. I don't even know, Jim. <laughs> no, I mean, let's, let's look at this painful number real quick. Oh, it's uh, going to
0: be like, no, mine's like 37,000.
1: Yeah, <laughs> 1,600 unread text messages, 22,000 unread emails. I just don't have time for it. You well, know? I
0: appreciate you hitting me back. It was really well, touching yeah. my heart.
1: Wow. <laughs> there's, you know, there's certain people that you always fuck with, and <laughs> you're definitely one of them. You've been... You know, it's been incredible watching you kind of grow into this whole experience of us being here in this room together, you know?
0: Yeah, it's, it's absolutely. you it's got events that are, wild ride.
1: You got events that are selling out. I mean, you know, we should be we should be interviewing you, you know?
0: No, oh, I'm just thankful to have the chance to, you know, just another new way to give the game a platform. You yeah. know, get folks like yourself in here and talk about putting in the effort they've put in, you know? Yeah,
1: but just, I mean, that goes both ways. You've been putting in the effort too, man. Congratulations on what you've built. You know? No, I I super appreciate it. I'm excited. We're going crazy in Vegas.
0: Uh for MJ Bizcon, We've got a 1000 people coming, so we're going to go nuts. That's going to be awesome. I mean, did you're you... coming, right? You got the permission? Yeah, yeah possibly. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> if I can keep to Vegas, I I'm might, like, like I might bet that's the farm, like 10 man. It's million. While. That's like 10 million work points. <laughs>
1: What about you? I mean, did you did you expect this when you when you came to California? Did you think that I this think would be this I way? I knew
0: I basically came to California and I said to myself, I'm going to work at a dispensary till I figure it out. And if I get arrested, I'll write a book in jail because I already have my journalism degree and I'd already yeah. been pu- I'd already been published. Uh, I'd already been in like the Boston Globe and the Chronicle of Higher Education and like the Hill, but it was for policy stuff. It wasn't like for pay-Jimmy-to-write-word stuff. It was like, yeah. like activism stuff. Like, hey, kids with financial aid, uh, shouldn't, if they get a drug conviction, they don't get to go to college, you know, stuff like that. So uh, when I got out here, I just felt like this was... Uh, I knew weed was popping off and that uh, Massachusetts was really far behind California and I didn't want to... You know, I wasn't going to sit there and wait for it to catch up. I just wanted to go wherever it was the most cutting edge. And at that point, uh, Oakland, Berkeley, and San Francisco were the three oldest regulated cannabis markets in the world you know we can talk amsterdam is a gray market that's like there was never any real you know it was a hands-off thing when you talk about san francisco berkeley and oakland they were you know in creating actual policy like dictatable policy actual standards uh and so i think i i think it's crazy now all these years later like the the stat that probably blows my mind the most is you know at 36 years old having worked in uh a regulated cannabis market for 13 years. Like, that's crazy. Like, yeah. You know, and then when I turn, and then i be in it once I turn 38, and I've been in this half of my life. Yeah. So it's just, I'm just so thankful. So, so many people don't get to dedicate themselves to anything. Uh, so just to be able to find something I loved and to actually get to do it, you know, as opposed to walking walk the earth and misery wondering what could have been or what, what what i was supposed to do like i'm just i'm just thinking i mean, I would have been thankful just to have a dream you know yeah. what i mean i mean like, that
1: feeling that feeling is really mutual you know it, it's it's a it's special that the plant has provided what it has for you know so many different people in so many different worlds right like you know you're on the other side you're writing about stuff i'm growing stuff and we're ultimately it's the plant that's providing for us though you know and uh I don't know. I'm proud of you and proud of what you've created, and I'm also really, you know, grateful that my flowers resonated with you to 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 be in by you and and have you. No, a, me I've been around, a believer you know? forever, dog. I did not need no cops. I don't need no
0: trophy <laughs> shelves. I saw that. I uh, man, I remember the first time I smoked purple fig was probably with either Victor from Emerald Farm Tours or Sean from BPG there mm-hmm. was a big Sean that was at BPG yeah. back in the day he was the homie i used to watch uh, i used to watch ufc's with him he was, we watched uh, Anderson Silva's leg break together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that was like my, because it was funny because back in the day, it was all hippies. Before all the yeah. corporate money got in, it was all hippies and cannabis. So you like, you couldn't say you liked MMA. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it was like, when you found out somebody else in the, in the weed game, like watched the <laughs> UFC, it was like, yo, you want to get together secretly and watch the fights? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so we was <amazing>, trauma tight. <laughs> and that was the first, that was the first time uh, I smoked the purple fig. It was like after like the Cal Normal Conference and like uh god man it had to be or i feel like it was earlier than 2017 but i know yeah, yeah. that's when the documents yeah. were signed yeah i hear you <laughs> i hear you man
1: was- but but seriously though you know you talk about trophies we every every event that we've entered we have won or placed extremely high um, you know there's that's how many events we've done so it's we did Emerald Cup once we did High Times i think twice uh, we actually did high times in Illinois recently, placed first there. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's we. When, Arizona, they're coming. When the, <laughs> but, when, but when the flower hits, you know, right? And and so it's I'm, I want it to be perfect and I want every batch to be perfect. And so that's what we're really striving for, which isn't really necessarily attainable every time. It's hard. It's hard having that kind of perfectionist in me. But uh, that's what keeps kind of our standards high. All right, let's uh, let me get, let's get
0: to the weed nerd questions. Just yeah, so people get it. mad at me. What do you think about the LED movement?
1: Um, I am slow to move anything into a new world, so HPS for me still reigns supreme. I got LEDs in mom and veg, um, but my style uh, really works well with HPS, so that's what I stick to. Um, but you know R&D and always r and ding and trying to figure out when it's ready for me but I'm not there yet with LED. Amen. Amen. Yeah.
0: How hard like so how much has uh, the nutrient blend changed over the years? Are you still close zero. to zero? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean if something if some if they have stopped Have you tested so...
0: have you tested anything that almost got? Put not into really. The mix? Yeah, you don't no. even mess with it at
1: all. Yeah, well, I mean why, right? You know R&D. What if though? What if little tweaks, little tweaks, but I'm not the guy that's like I just went into the Hydra store and they told me about this new thing, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah.
0: But what about if like it's like gets to a point where it's like a community consensus? You know what I mean? Like for you sure. bought you no, bought we'll, those gavitas for a reason. We'll you know what I'm we'll, saying? We'll, sh- <laughs> we'll
1: try it. We'll try it for sure. Yeah, like I said, there's R and D space, but really it's like I'm slow to move, and so. I think that that allows me to constantly kind of do what I'm doing a little bit better each time. And if there is a shift and we test something and we like it, then we slowly test it a little bit more and a little bit more. But there's never these drastic changes. I've met so many growers over the years that are like, "Hey, have you tried this this new stuff? Oh my god! It's like it's an agricultural product. It needs sort of the same things. You know, it's uh, there's slight tweaks for each different strain, um, but." Yeah, I just, I'm not. What was,
0: the big, what was the biggest change you made over the years that you just had to, like, swallow your pride and be like, oh, I guess that does
1: work pretty good? <laughs> um, you know, I really like, I'm not trying to give out too much freaking No, ears, I hear right? you, yeah. I hear you. No, no, <laughs>
0: no never mind. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, I really like Dragonfly Earth Medicine's foliar sprays. Okay. Yeah. Um, there you go. Something about the way that the plant resonates with that natural mystic is something special. Cool. Um I wouldn't spray it in a flower room, but I'll, you know, veg plants and mom plants and, and something about the way those plants react to natural mystic with a little bit of kelp is is something special.
0: Cool. Well there's your yeah. free game, guys. If you yeah. made it if you made it to the end, yeah. uh there's, there's, your, there's your
1: bit. But you know, shout out to people like Dragonfly Earth Medicine that are doing something with that kind of passion, right? And that's uh that's another one of those things where passion finds passion. And so hopefully you know, hopefully that turns you on to something, and hopefully our flower kind of keeps. Is, for what's people. your favorite jar over there? I haven't looked at. Um, honestly, holy moly, is just. Yeah, you
0: love. You guys love that. I, you know, I'm a. It's. Uh, I'm a, Don't get me wrong. I'm, it's. It's cool. I just there's certain
1: profiles from you guys I've liked more over the years. One hundred percent. You. You like the gas.
0: And no, I like I like the yeah, crazy yeah. fruity stuff too. I like.
1: I know, crazy, but, like, but we come on, whenever I pop out gas, you're you're always <laughs> like, let me get that jar, like like the legends. I've seen you with the legends. You like the that legend one. Legend
0: dog is crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah. But what I'm trying to say though is the reason why I like the holy moly is because it's such a unique flower, and I don't think anybody else in the industry has anything that even looks some even closely like it and so being able to put out something so unique that's I get, that. And, I get ha- that and and that
0: and there's people that look like that they want to smoke that thing that's complete something different every day
1: yeah and so for me having zero investors zero people behind me I get to do whatever I want which is growing something that is a complete pain in the ass to grow yields horribly but puts out this like crazy sparkly weird <laughs> look and so You know, I I I'm not even smoking holy moly that much, but just the fact that I'm able to do it is probably why I love this one so much. You know,
0: commercial viability.
1: It's you know a different definition at Fig Farm. (laughs) (laughs) We we get to do what we want. That's that's a freedom. You know, that's something that's special. Amen.
0: Amen. Uh, So you know, I anyone you want to make sure to give a shout out to on the way out.
1: Uh, Shout out to my team. You know, Jess, Mike, Dez, Chloe um you know uh, arnaldo nick dan just michaela you know i got a i got a great team and every single one of them you know puts in the energy every day and and that's it's not easy um it's not easy showing up to work every day and, and working hard and and it's 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 hard you know it's hard work to grow really good flower the cleaning the you know, keeping the staff going, the whole thing, its it, it, it takes work, it takes passion, and I, I appreciate my team more than anything.
0: Amen, amen. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Keith. You are a rock star, and I always appreciate it. And for you guys listening, thank you so much. I hope you had as much fun as I did, and uh, keep an eye out for the next one, all right? All right, guys. That was our chat with Keith Healy. Uh, what a legend! As you heard, you know he, he's been at it forever. He's been crushing it, and uh, you know I've been on a podium at every contest he's ever entered. The weed speaks for itself, and we were thrilled to kind of kick things off with that kind of energy, that that prestige, that world class excellence that's what we're hoping to do in these parts you know talk talk to the monsters who are doing it the best and uh get their tail get their perspective on the moment because it's so critical like so many of these people who kept to themselves for so many years because that was the nature of the industry so to give them the platform to just sit down and say you know this is how i did it this is why i did it is a is a privilege and uh so looking forward to do that week in a week out and uh, thanks, thanks for checking out episode one and keep an eye out next time. Episode two, uh, Dan Adler-Golden from Node Labs is over here. We're gonna talk cuts. We're gonna talk tissue culture. It's gonna be fantastic. This episode is sponsored by Embark Dispensaries with seven friendly California locations to serve you. Head out to their newest shop in Redwood City to embark on your cannabis journey today. Big ups to our homies over at the Cannabis Media Council working very hard to point the compass in the right direction for the mainstream media when it comes to cannabis. God bless them. We appreciate their support and we are excited to share this episode with you.